What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. And you're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding? You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with your girl. We have a special, special guest today. It's been a while, but we in this thing. Hey. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. Hey, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, everybody, it's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who, Miss Hollywood, <laughs> and you're tuned into a yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast, So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. I normally do a recap, but we're not going to do that. Ooh, bars. <laughs> Um, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to my YouTube page. Link in the bio. I have great shows, great guests, and most of all, entertainment is the forefront of this thing. And catch the latest episode on So Hollywood the Podcast on my Instagram page, YouTube, and any streaming platform. Go to www.allofhollywood.biz if you want to be a guest. And without further ado, <laughs> let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> We have, <laughs> we have former manager to the Clips, the author of 384 or 384 Months, The Sacrificial Lamb, and CEO of No Days Off Transportation, and it is Anthony Jeezy Gonzalez. How you doing today? I'm wonderful. And ADV Logistics as well. Oh, That's okay. two different trucking companies. Two different trucking companies. You done went from trapping to 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 companies. Numerous companies. Facts. Okay. Facts. And you're originally you were originally born in Chicago, but Virginia raised you from what your book was saying. Um I read uh about half of it. I ain't even gonna hold you, but we're gonna get into that here shortly. But you are born in Chicago and was raised in the Virginia area, correct? Yeah, I don't even like to say I was born in Chicago, honestly. Why not? No, because I didn't spend enough time over there. Okay. You know, um my mother just had me, you know, her water broke. Right. Water broke. And was like, let me get the hell up out of here. <laughs> and she ended up um, coming back to Virginia. Okay. Well, she was always staying in Virginia. So your mother is originally from Virginia. Okay. And what part of Virginia? So everybody can know a little bit more about that. Um, From Chesapeake originally. McDonough okay. Manor area. um, Queen City. Okay. Okay. And um, 
Unforgiven. But uh, I love Chicago now. I love Chicago. <laughs> I got family still there. My brother them. <laughs> so don't think that. <laughs> I had to go back to that. <laughs> but, but yeah, but my mother originally from Chesapeake. Um, and um, but um, out the Bayside area is where like my grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, um, raised me. Okay. Okay. So let's start this interview off right. How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Um, through a rapper in the neighborhood by the name of uh, MC Chance. MC Chance. Okay. Yeah, he was um he was like one of the best in the area, and um and at the time he was messing with um Teddy Riley. Okay. Um, Teddy Riley them had came down here. Doing like talent show, local talent shows and stuff like that. Right. And at the time, um, Chance was messing with them. Okay. And I was like, oh shoot, somebody from the hood can rap. Around what age was that? Can you for uh, the outline purpose? I want to say I probably was about. I want to say when I first started hearing Chance rhyme, I was about fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Block. And um, I think I was probably like like seventeen when Ted was down here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whenever the Rump Shaker came out. When did Rump Shaker come out? Shit. What's Rump Shaker? Anybody know when Rump Shaker? <laughs> 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 We're going to do our research and we're going to bring it back. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you said 92? Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna Google it in just a second for y'all, but it's all good. So um, let's get to... The scene, like, as far as how was the scene growing up, like, the entertainment scene growing up in the Virginia area Honestly, at that time? I, um, honestly, I remember, like, breakdancing. We had our little towel and our, our cardboard box, and me and a guy named um, Tony Cameron, rest in peace. He, um, he used to um, want to challenge, like, start a little group. And because he was always thinking of ways to make money. And he wanted to go around and charge people for them to see us dance. And um, and um, he wanted to, um, <laughs> you know, start a breakdancing class for everybody to come and learn. What? And it was so crazy because he couldn't even dance for real. He used to, like, pop block, but he was the mastermind behind it. So mm-hmm. I was here like, yo, like, you want us to dance and you get majority of the money? But, you know, he was older than us. Like, he thought it was smaller than us. So, um. But yeah, we used to break dance and go to um they used to have like a um like the Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. They used to have dance dance halls at the Chuck E. Cheese for break dancing. I told you that was real big over by Jana. Like it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And, and then like when all the older boys, I think they was going to like Circle Bingo and stuff like that. And they used to challenge like the Ebony Playboys, um, um, Pepsi Cola boys and <laughs> They used to, yeah, no, it, no, it was crazy. It was like some real b-boy stuff, but you know, I would end up with fighting and shooting and stuff like that. But I remember one time they went and challenged. Um, I want to say it was the Ebony Playboys, and they had a guy named I think his name was Mister Et or something. Because, because, because I, I end up named calling myself Mister Et because I used to play, I used to do it with my chest. Can you do it now? Can you <laughs> nah. do it now? <laughs> but um, I remember one time us going and they, I was their secret weapon. But I was I was I was little. But you, I used were the, to dance. you were the Jermaine Dupree yeah. of that era. Yeah. Oh. So they used to take me and, and throw me out, and I used to do this little move and come out. <laughs> man, listen, you, it was good. <laughs> then were the days, though, man. But um, and then we had another spot over here called um, Stars. Okay. Right by FX. Um, 
and um, they started little concerts and stuff like that. If you ain't go to Chuck E. Cheese or Stars, you weren't in the entertainment business. Mm. You weren't there. Y'all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were also active in like sports and um, things growing up. Can you talk a little bit about like element? Well, not elementary, but like middle school up until high school? Because we'll talk until yeah, we were growing up. Mean? Growing up in um sports, um, I played um. Uh, in junior high, I ran track, mm-hmm. played football, and played basketball. Um, we won the we won the, um, the city championship in football. Um, in basketball, we, we went to the championship. I was starting point guard. Um, we lost that championship, and then I ran track. But then when I got in high school, I just played basketball. I ain't want to get touched then when playing football and all this <laughs> shit. And I ran track, but I was pretty good though. Like I got there the year that. The year after they Bayside High won the state back-to-back championships, I had played the following year after that um, against Joe Smith. They had beat Joe Smith and, um, was it Moore? Yeah, he played for Moore. They had beat him in the championship previously, but when we got to the championship that year, man, Joe was, Joe, that's when Joe Smith came his own. That's why he ended up going to the NBA, the way he performed against Bayside High. And also throughout that time, you kind of was introduced to the streets, so to speak. So um, how was that transition for you when, you know, coming from sports, going into the streets? So this is what I tell, like, you know, like like I got daughters, you know, but I still let them know from a male's perspective of everything, you know, because, like, I can't give them the female version of anything. Right. but. So I always put myself and let them know how I was when I was younger. So I can put them in the, so I can give them the mind frame of these young boys out here. Right. So, you know, I was telling them the other day, I was like, listen, because, you know, because they read the book and they were like, dang, I ain't know you was this and you was doing that. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about even from smoking weed, even from, even from smoking weed, my oldest said she remember when I used to shut the door and she used to smell it, but she knew what it was. Like, it's the first time really. You know, because they right. didn't know nothing about me smoking or nothing. <clears throat> but um, I was telling them the other day, the other day I said, listen, when I was growing up playing sports and stuff, we actually, like, everybody wanted to be Michael Jordan or whatever superstar, you know, that, that was in their time. But we couldn't see their money. Right. Like, that wasn't my reality. It was, it was like, we was taught you got to be good, then go to college and be good, and then hopefully you get drafted into this. We didn't have nobody come to the hood who made it and say, hey, look look what you can really get. Right. It was just on TV. Right. When I'm coming in the house and I'm seeing my Uncle Renee counting 250000 on the table and I can touch it and I can feel it, mm. which one I want to be? <laughs> That's my reality right there. My reality is how did you get that money? I want to know how to get that because I know the story that I got to climb this mountain to make it to the NFL, the NBA. Right. I'm going to still do what I want to do, but I'm going to gravitate towards this more. So that's where all my time went to that right there. That's why I that's why I went from playing basketball to not really taking it too serious because I want to hurry up and get from practice. So I can I'm gonna send this money. Right. Right. I'm not getting no money. That's why it's so smart for now when, when they came in and they changed the um the, the rule with college players and stuff can go ahead and make some money. Because if not, you're going to do things to make money. I mean, when you're sitting there and you're saying it's like so somebody going there and doing this to mix whether it's scamming or whatever it's gonna be, you're gonna do that. Because right. you're sitting there starving. Right. So, so in order for them to do that, so they can limit the, the the um 
the whole violence and the whole, you know, with them getting in trouble and stuff. So, you And know. so just based off of your environment, you were kind of put into, you know, what in the long run got you to where you are now, so to speak. Yeah. And so and I also read in the book that your mother played a huge role in that as well. Can you kind of um, walk us through that that milestone from Uncle Renee to your mother actually telling you, hey, this could be broken down into this. Like your mother really went into depth with this, you know, this drug game, so to speak. You know, so just walk us through that. You know, like another thing like I was telling, you know, like with this book too, my daughters and them get to see another side of their grandma. Mm. You know, because even though they know their grandma is the hip grandma, because my grandma, oh, because my mother smoked weed. Like, she, she don't care who see it, who know it. You could be a little baby. She's smoking her a J. Like, that's just what's going on. Like, she ain't, do, like, that's one thing she ain't gonna hide from. But they didn't know to a certain extent of what she did back no, then what right. I put in the book. Right. Talk but, um, <clears throat> but, you know, some people say, you know, well, um, how could your mother do that? Like, like, why would she even teach you this and teach you that? You got to understand, like, how these guys growing up, you know, um, how I was saying, they don't, we don't get the guidance, mm. right? So we jump out there and we do what the other guys is doing and we're learning from that. But me learning from them guys out there, I see a lot of them going to prison, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all of them is, is, is learning from each other, going to prison, do, doing it wrong. She's saying, hey, listen, you gonna do it anyway. I don't care. Like I don't care how much I try to stop you, um, beat you, or whatever. It gonna make you do it anyway. You are you already so far gone, right? Like that. There's nothing that I'm even gonna say to you. If I say I don't, I'm not gonna talk to you no more, like whatever it is, you're gonna do it. So let me show you to teach you mm. how to do it on on ways to keep you safe. So 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 first she 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 was going so hard on the safety part of anything like from smoking weed in the car you really coming over here you smoking weed in the car listen you are going to get in trouble from smoking weed in the car all my charges i had i was getting caught knocked off with but i ain't had nothing on me because i was smarter than that but it was still dumb because i'm smoking and they want to search the car like she was telling me all this stuff even before it happened so she was telling me listen you are (laughs) you came over here high smell like weed car smell like weed money in your pocket you're going to open, but I don't got nothing on. No, listen, you're going to open up a conversation. Mm-hmm. Then you got to have a conversation with them because they want to know this, they want to know that. But the whole time, if you if if, if they stop you and you and, and you and you're not doing nothing, you don't smell like nothing. What are they gonna say? Mm. What are they gonna say? So it's keeping me safe. Mm-hmm. Then she went into now if you're gonna do this because she was like, you selling stuff, but you only got no money. How much money you got in your pocket? I'm like, I got. Okay, so when you bought that last package that you had, where is the double up from that? Or you going back to go buy the same thing that you just bought? I'm like, yeah, because you know why? Because you just would have bought the sneakers with it. Because you wanted to be just like them, and you want to go ahead and showboat and stuff. You on the corner. Who you showing on for? Who you showing on for? Okay. You got to save some money. Now you out here being stupid, because now you out here selling drugs, smoking weed in the car, <laughs> And you ain't got no money in your pocket. Mm. You going to real? <laughs> all, you, all you doing is standing still. You, you know what I'm saying? So all that stuff brightened me up. That made me. She was the. One, she taught me how to get off the corner. And that's how I got. So off you the were corner. on the corner prior to her even. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm breaking down. I'm. I'm 
I'm actually breaking down stuff. You know what I mean? She ain't know nothing about crack, but you know, she was she just know about powder because, right. you know, like that was the thing back in the day. Like right. even when I mentioned that she um she had used drugs. Like, mm-hmm. see, you gotta understand, now these days when people, oh, oh, uh, that person used coke. You put coke up your nose. See, I, I mean I never did drugs, you know, I'm self smoke weed. But back then for that age group, that was the thing. Like how guys don't smoke weed now, they're taking pills. That like it was nothing for somebody to sniff coke. Oh, you sniff coke? All right. You know what I mean? Right. But you had functioning addicts who sniff coke but still not to make money. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, so she was that one to just, just taught me the game of, of how to get out the corner and save your money and be doing it to get out. That you can't do it long. So, like I'm saying, she had a lot of lessons that she actually taught me mm-hmm. that, that actually saved me in the game that I went on for so long. Mm. Now, how big of a role did Uncle Reese did he play Uncle Renee? I'm sorry, Uncle Reese. I say Uncle Reese. Uncle Renee play in in the position um, of you like doing the things that you were doing. So to see, speak. Uncle Renee was Uncle Renee. Like he came over here when he was um young and he was in the um in the military. Okay, and he met he met my aunt, and you know from just being Panamanian and from another country, you know they go. They go super hard. Mm. Like, like I don't care what. Like, you think you think we go hard over here? <laughs> Them other countries go so hard that that it's like they come over here with something to prove. They're like, man, like, no, I got to get it. So his mind frame is is is. I'm talking about even if you know when we go into these like like um, corner stores and stuff and. And we see other people from other countries owning them and stuff. Right. That's what they do. They, they they know how to come up. So his was was you know selling drugs, mm-hmm. but he ran it with an iron fist. You know, um, like just the other day, me and him was talking Facetime, and he started telling me about a story. On yeah, I remember I was in Norfolk and I and I cut the. I'm like yo, uh. <laughs> I mean he, I mean he like I'm like yo, I don't hear nothing about nobody cutting nobody. Like nah, we ain't we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna do that. You know what I mean? But he ran with an iron fist. But when he was on in the navy, I don't know what the navy. Um, but the, um, when he was doing that and then and then um dating my aunt, mm-hmm. you know he became um, you know he was really like he, he like he was one of the boys who used to wear them like like um. Fly like suits, kind of like mm-hmm. um had the like Audis and uh had the pinky the, ring. Did he had a pinky man, ring? He had, he had the gold everything. He, I mean, the he hair was, and bone. Was uh, it the hair? Man, he had everything. <laughs> I'm talking about all all his teeth was gold. I'm talking about like Damn. like he was that guy. And mm-hmm. um, but he ain't play about his money. He ain't play about nothing. You know, um, and then um, so you know that's what I wanted to be like. You know, right. but he end up um. End up using drugs, but it went to the point that that he was using it to like, like was out here like fiending and didn't have no money. Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you know, like when people say money, like like a person can say that they're broke but still got two hundred thousand. Right. You know what I'm saying? It all depends on how what you think some money is and what it's not. Right. But um, you know, but he fell off to the sense of his judgment and everything, and and he just ain't had the will to really go out there and get it. And then plus on top of that, he started getting a lot of trouble. Mm, because okay. you know, because people definitely want to come back, or he, you know, because he just go, he gonna go, right? And um, he ended up getting deported, mm. you know. So he been deported, like you know, right when I was ready to like really start getting it, he ended up getting deported. Mm. And so you kind of took over where he left off, in a sense. I, I, as far as the family and all that, 
You know what okay. I mean? But I but I didn't deal with his people. Okay. You know, because like I said, he was more like so in like Norfolk with the with the um Peters and the um um uh, Linkies and the and the like all them guys who who used to run way back then. You know, like he seen them when they was all out there. He like he ran with the Kenny Speeds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, them people who, like, if you was in the street, like, you know about all the Norfolk people. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I don't know nothing about <laughs> <laughs> you talking, You talking Spanish to me right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, that's who it was. <laughs> My man, Stacey Robinson. What's up, Stacey? <laughs> that was good. So, throughout the... Okay, so let, let's bring it to this. At the age of 14, you received your first felony, but it got thrown out later on down yeah. the line. So all of this was happening before even the age of 16, 17. Yeah. How, was, how was your mental state and how were you continuing to go through these processes knowing that one day or someday you may be able, I mean, you may end up in jail or you may end up dead in the streets, but you continue to do it. How did, how was your mental and how did that, like, how did it just proceed for you, if that makes sense? Can I curse up? Of course. This is a free platform. I didn't give a fuck mm. when I was 14. That was a hard fuck. You understand me? That was one of them, like, it was like, it was like how these young kids is now when you be like, damn, man, they got to be on drugs. Like, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes it don't got to be that. Like, like you got to understand, power, mm. it makes you do crazy things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but like when a person wants to be the man, when a person wants to just, just feel like so important that 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 like like it, that is a certain walk and a certain you know what what I call when a person want to have a certain image, Persona? A, a, yeah, a persona. Mm-hmm. They just go super hard. Mm-hmm. So you know, but the thing with me was I knew how to turn it off. Oh, okay. I was I, like I was good at turning it off. I was good at. At, at at like running with my brother and them shooting up shooting up some people's houses and then they ready to go and do it the next night and I'm like, oh no, nah, bro, I ain't doing that, nigga. Y'all just y'all gonna y'all gonna get in trouble. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And they're like, nigga, you just went last night. Like, why you like like right, you know what I mean? Right. Because because I was that person that I'll do it and then I have a conscience about it. And I'd be like, right. damn. Because I I just felt like a lot of stuff that I did do that I even can't even mention in the book, mm-hmm. um, um that like I um I always felt like bad later. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was to the point that I couldn't go hurt nobody who didn't do nothing to me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But if you did something to me, you know what I mean? Just like when we grew up and we fighting like the, the Lake Edward boys, I was one of the first ones to actually bridge the gap in this neighborhood beef because I was cool with a lot of them. But they understood though, like I got to fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it was like, like, yo, I mean, I tell them straight up, yo, bro, we get into it, nigga, ain't, you don't touch me, ain't gonna touch you, everything gonna be, you know what I'm saying? I was cool with them. But they got to know. And even if, <laughs> even if we might catch two of y'all and one of y'all is the nigga I just talked to, talked to last night, nigga, you're getting stopped. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's just what it was, you know what I mean? But I had that conscious, like, damn. You know, right. Like, I call them and be like, yo, bro, you all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nigga. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just had that conscious, though. That's crazy that you that that it's not crazy, but that's that's different to even hear, like uh, being being in the streets and having a conscience at the end of the day about the things that you've done or. Came I was across. the nicest drug dealer in the world. <laughs> I was. 
I, I'm just, I like, like, I'm for real. A whole lot of people came up because I was a nice drug dealer. Listen, we gonna, we gonna get at a bye, 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 bye. I guess that's, a, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but because I, I, I see that you mentioned that a lot in the book that, you know, you used to get, I don't want to say nervous, but you would, you would have some type of conscious about whatever you did after the fact. And so, um, so how, how, how was your team? Did you have a team or like, how, how was that yeah. as well when yeah. see, coming, coming see, to the streets? See, see my, like, I grew up, it was like, <clears throat> Manuel, Herbert, Twan G, Joshua Bain, um, um, KB, KB, Betts and them came a little later. But it was um, and Jason Edwards, but then probably I'm probably like missing one or two more people. But like we had a little crew that mm-hmm. all, that all of us um used to run and actually coming up, and um, but what happened was even with the crew of of the older guys and people who actually were out there too. If for some reason, it always, in different neighborhoods, I heard about this, it breaks up, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember we started calling ourselves the Gambinos. Mm-hmm. And I had a tattoo. I had a tattoo right here saying the Gambinos on my arm. Everybody got theirs except for me. Because when I did go, end up doing the music, I ended up getting it covered up. Okay. Because my mind frame was like, yo, I, like if they would end up getting in trouble with with being in the streets or whatever, and right. then they see I'm affiliated, I was like, man, I'm covering this shit up. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, they looked at it like, damn, nigga, how come you covering? But I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to go down if y'all go down, and I'm not doing nothing. But that's an easy way to say, oh no, like you, something going on. Well, why why did you have the same tattoo on it? You know what right. I mean? And I'm one of the ones who started it. <laughs> right. But it was like, like I was trying to transition into something of who I who I really was. Damn. Did you did you ever think throughout those times that you would, you know, lose your life or come up short, if that makes sense? Throughout your career and throughout just life in general? The honest truth, I um I don't know how other people who who was doing like some of the same similar things, but I ain't think about that. Mm. I ain't think about that. But that wasn't that wasn't something that you Think about you know what I mean because you always think that you you the one who's gonna win right you know what I mean so so if I'm gonna win I can't think about that that's just, that's not even on the paper of of the pros and cons right <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying no nah, that won't know mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. and so and I I heard you mention that you wanted to be like um, Uncle Renee and you used to buy luxury items and you know the Lexus, so to speak, and go around and drive and do certain things. What what made you want to pursue that type of, you know? Let me take you back one, okay, one step. Ahead, ahead, ahead. Like when I was talking about like the guys who I came up with mm-hmm. and we all broke off and started doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it became a time when they wasn't on what I was on. Okay. And then I found myself, you know, because now I'm a businessman. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like everything, everything I go into, everything I go into, I look at it like as a business. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about even from when we get to it, even from what I went through in prison. Everything is a business. That's how I look at it, right? So, and and this how I explain, like when you're selling a product or whatever or whatever kind of business that you actually have. 
I put my I put myself in the mind of the consumer, right? Because you know, because a lot of times I can like something, right? But that don't mean that everybody else gonna like it. Right. You know what I mean? Even when it comes from music. But I still sit back and I say, um, if I'm looking through a magazine, what did I want to see? Right? You know what I mean? Or if I'm looking at TV, what piques my interest? Or or how did it pique my interest? Like how did they advertise it for me to really want that? You know what I mean? So I put myself in um like even from way back when I was on the corner and I saw the guys that I used to idolize and I see them come past in the classic car, mm. watches and stuff. I was like, damn, even from Uncle Renee, I want that's what I want to be. That's what caught my attention, right? Mm. So now everybody wanted to deal with that person. So now I'm sitting here on the corner, right? They, like my brother had said to me, man, we all had the same dope, but for some reason, they always want to come and get the dope from you, right? <clears throat> and I used to tell them, because you know why? Because when the fiends is running up to you and you got your hand out looking all crazy, the nigga like, yo, I don't trust that. That stuff Facts. might not be good. Facts. But me, I'm fly. That's mm. what I was getting at. I'm fly. Mm. I'm dressed apart. The fiends want to come and deal with me mm. because they're like, yo, he ain't going to get me. You know what I mean? Even though I could have had busted him in the head, but I fooled him. You right. know what I mean? Because I look good. Right. You know what I mean? I look like I got something that's right that's making me some money. You look like you got some garbage and your clothes even look like, you, you know what I like mean? You using what yeah, you like you're selling. using what you're selling. I'm not doing that. So right. then it became the point when I started making all the money out there, yeah. it became a point that I said, okay, I know how I'm going to get all their money. Mm. And then they're going to see me driving past in the nice cars and the rims. It was hot. I was being hot. Yeah. But but that's how I was getting the people from the other neighborhoods and all that. Because now they seeing it. They're like, shoot, that's Tony Gonzalez? You see that car? Man, you see that necklace he had on? Yep. Man, it's everybody deal with him. What what he got? I might got the same work they got, but they looking at it like, no, I have the, I have that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go deal with him because he got it. So that's how everybody started dealing with me. I'm dealing with people in Norfolk. I got Twin Canal. I got, you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to deal right. with me. So they so they made me grow because because I'm showing them, I'm showing them a picture. You know what I mean? I'm painting a picture for them. Mm. Is that what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so, so is it? So, I mean, it's a business. You got to run it like a business. Exactly. Now, at this time, were you still were you like in the entertainment portion of your life, or were you just all all into the streets? Well, when I hopped into music, when I hopped into music, um, we had I had I I cleaned up. I cleaned okay. up everything. Yep. I let people keep whatever it was. I um took some money, hid some money. I I. I had a gold tooth, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a cap. I remember going to Portland and get it. I can't think of the doctor. Everybody was getting gold tooth back in the day. And he did an operation to put the cap on and stuff. And he always said, if you want a surgery to take it off, I can do that too. I went back and had that gold removed. Wow. Took the Gambino that too off. <laughs> you saying fuck I'm that. talking about I'm like, no dreads. I ain't want nothing. Cause, right. Because I, I, wanted, I wanted to play the part. Right, okay. You know what I mean? I want people okay. to take me serious. I right. mean, it's sorry. I mean, you got people now who can... You know, you got the tattoos on the face and all, and successful now. But back then, like people going to deal with what 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 looked presentable. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I wanted to take it serious, and I wanted to show the guys that yo, like this is what I'm committed to. You right. know what I mean? So I stopped hustling. I wasn't doing any of that. It was just all about them. Wow. And so, did you reach what what made that transition? happen for you because I know um that you had mentioned you went to the studio with Chance, which is the, the gentleman that you said you had known prior to at the beginning of the um the interview. And that's where everything started for you as far as like meeting Pharrell and well you went didn't you go to school with Pharrell? No, he went to Prince Okay. I went okay. to present for a year but Pharrell won't do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so but you had Chance um go in the studio and then you guys had to meet up and 
that's when Pharrell and Terror at the time and, you know, everybody was meeting up. And so how how was that transition for you and where were you at in your life to get to that place, that studio? Well, I mean, well, I, shoot, I just got finished. Um, I just got finished making making one key into three keys from <laughs> from a guy named Pretty. I had to put it in the book, but I ain't tell about the one key into three keys. But <laughs> that's what he used to do. He used to like perform magic tricks. So we had just left um, from cooking up, and I heard a song on the radio. I got caught dealing, and I um, and I tell. You know, I'm telling him, I'm like, damn, them niggas can rhyme. Mm-hmm. And he like, yo, that's such and such um, Pharrell group. They in the studio now. I be going there all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yo, you need to take me. He like, all right, man, we'll go there this weekend, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. When we plan that trip, I'm already running back and going to the hood to go get Chance. Because I'm like, yo, da-da-da, this it's and that. that time. He tell me, yo, yeah, um, you remember doing them talent show days and Teddy Riley was down here, you know, you, you know, I was cool with them in the whole nine. Cause, Cause he was on two songs with um Black Street on the Black Street album. Okay. Um, so I knew that he knew Pharrell. But then that's putting me in the mind frame. I'm like, all right, cool. Shoot. Well, Pharrell know you. And I think I'm gonna go in there and 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 we're gonna get on. Right. I'm not knowing what I know now that that um they had a little like not like issue per se, but but like um I don't want to say too much because I'm actually doing a Q and A for all this. Stuff. Okay, no, um, go ahead. And I want a chance to come tell the story. Okay. Um, but um, it was a thing of that when Chance um went there with me, it was like an elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here like, like, damn, like, is it me or is it or is it Chance? You know what I mean? So, pretty end up telling me what the deal was or whatever that like they feeling uncomfortable. So I'm like, all right, all right, cool. So I go take Chance back to the hood, and we end up coming back. I'm thinking the same day or the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how I end up. You know, and this was in around, know, like, 98, 99? Like, 97, 98, something okay, like that. Okay, 97, 98. Yeah, yeah, about 98, 99. Because soon after, in, like, 01, I came in, I came down in 2001, and, and um, that's when I saw them riding uh, at Norfolk State when they used to have them little motorbikes. And that's what I think I first, I think I first met you there, to be 100% honest, now that I think of it. I don't remember. Well, <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's all good. But around that time, so you, um, after going to the studio and kind of like um, connecting with with them, they, you kind of went on tour and you did, certain things and um I have read in the book as well to to show like I don't I don't want to say you're not respect but to show that you were down for the crew something had transpired <laughs> <laughs> and um they eventually kind of like asked you to be their road manager. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that? You don't have to go t- in specifics, but can you talk about like how that situation played a role in your life? So um we end we end up getting like real cool, especially to like me and um me and Pusha. Right. We got we got, you know, close. And um, you know, I was like the life of the party. Right. So so it was more so like, yo, bro, like, come on, come on out there with us. You know what I mean? We gonna get you out the street. You know, cause it was kinda like a uh uh 
like it was you know so, so it's a whole thing like with with what's like been said on on like like him like um working for me or whatever you know what i mean like that's that's not some place that i like like treated you know you know brothers and them who like we all hustle together in the whole nine mm-hmm. but um but you have to understand though like when somebody is the one who's controlling it it's going to make it seem like that right. you know what i mean especially when you or the one who, um, who, if anything happened to the money, you're going to get in trouble for it. You know what I mean? Like, if something come up short, anybody coming and saying, yo, here, go ahead and take this off my pack to clean your bill. It don't work like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I say that to say that, like, um, we end up, um, what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about um, how it played a role in your life. Yeah, so, so I was the so I was like the life of the party, but at the same time, I used to like like I was that cushion to the to the if if we go and do this music thing and 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 it don't work we know what we got over here mm-hmm. because I'm still I can still go back here and provide so and provide speak. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so the whole time I'm like holding it down on the street level mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that that they know that they can get anything from me mm-hmm. they like yo I want to pay the favor <coughs> even though <coughs> Their favor is more bigger to like get me out of the street, right? But you still can't look at the bigness of the favor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's still, like it's still even Steven when it comes to what it is. Facts. You know what I mean? Even though like we can get in trouble for this over here, but if we ain't have this over here, a lot of the things over here wouldn't be right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. We like it, it. It wouldn't have been that whole thing of everybody seeing like, yo, man, them niggas for real. Like, them niggas getting it. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's the team right there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that come from that street level of what mm-hmm. I told you how, when people want to deal with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now, when they're looking at that, you know, now we're going to do this. They're like, yo, bro, come on over here because you live. You know what I mean? Right. So now I'm going over there to go on the road. Now we're on the road, even though I'm going to do road management stuff, but I'm going to turn up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that guy that's going to... Bring everybody around and, you know, because Pop I got bottles because and... I got that dope boy persona. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. that guy. So, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so they pretty much saying, man, come on, we're going to get you out the street. So that's why I vowed to stop doing that. And as I was their road manager, they end up, you know, because Pharrell was trying to get them a deal. Right. He was trying to go for a label deal, but we also was saying, all right, I will try to get them signed. But if I can't get them signed, you know, like, you know, if I can't get the label deal, I'd try to get them signed. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, cause the last deal that they had through Electro, they ended up um, getting off of that. Right. So now with Pharrell saying, so he ended up going in and getting the label deal. So when he got the label deal, his manager, which was Rod Walker, was supposed to be their manager. But okay. now that he got the label deal, he had to run, help run the label. Mm-hmm. So it was a conflict of interest. So he couldn't be their manager. So they looked at me and was like, yo, you want to be our manager? Mm. So I got bumped up from being a road manager to their manager. Uh, and so did you, I know you had the business aspect, but was it, how How would you, I guess, explain how the business was, was running um, that way? Through, through I guess, the, the, the correct way, so to speak. <clears throat> we'll see. Like it's a, it's a, um, it's a whole different ball game now. Okay. 
You know what I mean? Well, like now it's like different because you got Instagram and social media and all that. So, so it was, it's, it's a lot more easier. Okay. You know what I mean? Back then we had to grind. We like, we really had to grind. So that's my whole thing. I was there for the grind. That's why I say, I, like me, I gave my blood, sweat, and tears. You know what I mean? With yeah. this, I ain't have this to show and do this. Like, I had to really go out there and sleep in front of, like, I'm out there in the radio station. Like, I got DJs who can, like, vouch for this. I'm outside the radio station waiting for them to come out the radio station to give them the CD. Wow. So it kind of humbled, did it humble you in a sense? No, nah, because when I got that first check, which was, like, $150,000, i am like, God dang, like... <laughs> like <laughs> man, man, I'm taking this goal out. I'm doing like uh, no, nah, like no. Nah, this this what we doing. You know what I'm saying? Like shoot, like uh, no. Nah. So so I can take that to actually be there. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 but right. even before before I got the check though, I was doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Because I knew what it had to take. You right. know what I mean? And then even after we got the check, um um, the radio stations and all of them still wasn't like. Like playing the song and doing this, you know what I mean. I had to go beat um, the DJ Stress up a thousand times. I'm like, "Yo, Stress, come on, man, come on." I'm I'm going to the ABC store. I asked him one time and talking to him. I'm like, "Yo, what you drink?" No, uh, this and that. The next time I come back and I'm waiting for him, I got his bottle. Yo, here. Wow. You know what I mean? Then next thing you know, he's playing it. Now a couple other people playing it. We end up um, Stress was playing it first. Once Stress started playing it, he playing it. I want to say... Um, now, what song was this? Which, which... Grinding. Okay. Okay. Grinding. Okay. Um, rest in peace, Dose. I think Dose is... Yeah, Dose. I think so. So anyway, he he ended up coming back telling me, um, I'll play it, but uh, I want to remix the record. I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> remix what? <laughs> you wild. So, 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 you know, but Stress was the only one playing it. Uh, um, and then um, you had the other... It was two more people who was playing it there. I can't remember that, 103. Um, but then Fluxmaster Flex and them, Sight for Sound and them, end up dropping bombs on it. When they dropped bombs on it, now Stress is looking like the hero now because he was on it first. Right. So then that's when Buddha Brothers and everybody came on it. But Buddha Brothers, they weren't even on it. Yeah, they're not, well, none of them playing it. Well, none of them playing it. No. But then, even we did, even though it got played there, we got into Winnebago and was driving up the whole East Coast from, like, Florida all the way up to, like, Boston and all that, going to all these small venues. We going to Arkansas. We going to Little Rock. We going, we going everywhere. And the Winnebago, Pharrell would fly to some of the spots. I think he probably hopped on the Winnebago, like, once or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we really going in these studios, I mean, into these venues, grinding for free. I'm talking about shaking hands and kissing babies. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, we was, like, it was crazy. And and finally, when it broke, broke, mm-hmm. you know. But that was because we put that groundwork in. Right, right. But it was good though. It was good. Wow. And then and, and then during that time, you partnered with uh, Chris Lighting, and you also got them their first major clothing deal, which was Lot Twenty Nine. So can you talk a little bit about um, that experience for you as well? So so um when so like so when I became their manager, mm-hmm. we end up um. Rod Walker, he had, who was for real manager, had an assistant manager at the time. Okay. So, because he kind of knew the game, mm-hmm. they made um, Mike, his name was Mike Odom, they made Mike the manager too, co manager. Okay. So, we were both co managing. Now, <clears throat> all this was before we got on the Winnebago now. Okay. Right? Okay. So, Pharrell didn't see the, he didn't see the, 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 
the song catching on fast. So he was like, um, yo, so he, he, he went to them and he told them, yo, like, I think I should get rid of one of them. Mm. So, you know, I'm looking like, damn. <laughs> I'm already thinking, yo, it's going to be me. I'm thinking it'll be me because I don't, I, don't, I don't really know nothing. You know what I mean? I'm learning. You know, then they want me to learn from Mike. That's why you got to put in a position for me to learn from Mike. But <clears throat> I end up doing, um, I end up getting with a talent agency in right. New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I signed on with the talent agency and they guessed in advance. Um, I can't get a chance to do anything yet. Mm-hmm. But that was one thing I just came on and I did like this. Like, you, you know, uh, um, and even though I did the deal to be exclusive at the time, mm-hmm. it was it was the point of that was our first little check. And I can't even remember how much it was. I want to say probably like 100000 which mm-hmm. was crazy. To, like, you know. Um, and that's one thing that I had did brought to the table. You know right. what I mean? So <clears throat> when they had to make the decision, they, they picked, That kind of saved you. Yeah, they so was like, like, yo, Mike got to go. You know what I mean? So they, they fired Mike. They cut me, but I also was looking at it like, which they probably looked at it too, like because they could have easily said, "Man, like he know more, mm-hmm. rather go better on this." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Didn't even taking me, you know what I mean? But they took the chance, you know, and um, so that's what made me in the mix of all that. Before we hired Chris, I ended up going, <clears throat> I ended up going and um, doing the Lot Twenty Nine deal. I um, got with this company. They came and um, they was South Pole, I think, was the name mm-hmm, of their clothing mm-hmm. company. And I remember South Pole growing up, like, we ain't wear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was telling them, I was like, yo, South Pole, I was like, man, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know, so um, me and the guy got cool, and I told him, I said, listen, I said, I can't take this to him. I'm going to tell you, like, you, like, you're not even going to have enough money, I don't think, right now, to give them for them to wear South Pole. Mm-hmm. Like, we wearing Versace and Gucci and all that stuff then and Bape and stuff, all that stuff right. then. I'm like, yo, we ain't going to, they ain't going to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Now, right. the check crazy, okay, cool. I, knew, I already knew what he was coming with. And um, so I said, but if you make another, brand. you know, brand or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, just in that. So he was like, what's your favorite brand? And at the time, I was wearing a lot of Iceberg. I, I was wearing, I was Iceberg crazy. I'm talking about, I got pictures with me wearing Iceberg on. <laughs> and, um. And um, when I told him that, he was like, all right, cool. The man came back about a good two months later, and he had Lot 29, which was kind of patterned after the Lot 29 brand. Wow. Yep. Like, true story. Wow. And And I was like, man, you know what? This might work. You know what I'm I said, man, it, 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 it might work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it seemed, it seemed a little cool now, kind of like. Right. Whatever. So, you know, so he made the money right. And uh, I went to the guys and I was like, yo, I, I got this thing. You know, if y'all want to do it, I got this amount of money. I, I can't even remember how much it was. I want to say probably like $250. Dang. Like, but but they was putting a lot of money into the marketing gotcha. of the album and the whole nine. <clears throat> so that was the biggest thing then. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but like I'm saying, like, I don't know none of this at the time. I'm going in there freestyling everything. I'm in meetings freestyling. You know, I already stuttered. I'm like, yo, this and that. <laughs> but I'm going to get my point across to the point that, yeah, I can't talk that good, but when you talk about that money, <laughs> I can speak. Speak is a bitch. What? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so, so we sitting down and um, and I'm like, you know, telling them, okay, because I already know, I already know how Malice think. Malice like, yo, 
First thing he gonna ask is, how much is it? You know what I mean? He don't want to hear nothing about nothing. But Pusher was that one, too, is going to say, okay, how much is it? But what else I got to do? Because I ain't trying to tap dance, nigga. Like, right. we ain't going, ain't doing that. You right. know what I mean? M- Malice is worried about that. But first thing he can worry about first? What that money? What's up with that, what's up with that paper? <laughs> and then when we locked in and stuff, and he could be like, man, why you got me doing this? I'm like, yo, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 Pusher was that one that was going to be like, all right, um, what else we got to do here? What else so, you know, like I told him, you know, um, I'm putting together this photo shoot because I had the guy from Dub Mag- um, from um, Dub Magazine. Yep. He wanted to do an interview. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'm telling you, man, I was hustling my tail off back then. I took all this stuff from like from the street level yep. that I was on, and I put it in the beginning of 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 of, of like <laughs> to start like a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's like I say now, it's way different now. But for what we had to work with, mm-hmm. remember I told you, there's no social media now, so so I got to go in there and. And 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 basically work, you know what I'm saying. So right. the guy came to me. And he said, "Um, he want to do a photo shoot." Um, no, yeah, he said, "I want to do a photo shoot, but I want to do the photo shoot, and I want to um, um, put him on the cover." Mm-hmm. So I said, "All right, cool. Well, we got an album going to come out. I'll do that." I was like, "But uh, well, what you gonna do for us though? Like, you know what I mean?" And right. He like, well, well, "What you want?" I said, "Well, for starters, you can get some rims." Mm-hmm. He's like. All right, bet. I said, all three of us got cars. Uh, Pusha had the Mercedes. Miles had the Porsche. I had the white 745. And um, that's why when you see on the cover, all our cars is right there. Um, and we got all the rims on our cars. That they gas all the rims. So I told him that's, that had to be in there. Then um, then I told him, all right, cool. I said, but this is what I need. I said, um, because they want to put a stylus on it mm-hmm. and and... Have them doing this. I said, hold on. I need to put lot 29 on this. Right? Okay. So I said, I need lot 29 to come on this. Right? Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, I'm going to lot 29. Turn lot 29. Yo, we about to put y'all on the cover of, 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 of Dub. Mm-hmm. They don't got nothing to do with with the contract. With mm-hmm. the contract. Mm-hmm. This need to be some this more some money. Extra. Yeah, yeah. this some extra <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, come on. You know yeah. what I mean? So... I mean, man, I was bringing money from everywhere. I ended up going to the guy from um, High Dust. It was um, on, on the boulevard, um, Boss Rims. Boss Rims, huh? He he had a big house back back um, back there by Bayside Rec. Well, I can't think of them apartments, them, them big houses back there with Bruce Smith and all them stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, I can't think of it. But um, he had a house back there. So he went ahead and um, paid for us to go to his house and do the whole photo shoot there. Um, and, um, you know, so the layout was at his crib and all that. But but I put the whole thing together to, to like, just pulling money out of everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But So after that happened, how did your career change? Did it change for the better or did it change for the worse, if that makes sense? I mean, well, we was, you know, you know we were still rocking. Um um, then I got with Chris Lighty, like mm-hmm. you say, I, I, and I get with Chris, and um, Chris came on for a few, um, because Pharrell wanted to use that, because he brought up the idea, he was like, why don't y'all holler like Chris? So we holler like Chris, but our whole reason for hollering like Chris is to try to get more exposure, because he had um, 50 Cent, he mm-hmm. had um, Buster um, Rhymes, Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. Missy, Fat Joe, he had, he had, you know, he had all them, so we figured if we can get on that roster, and then we can piggyback off of, 
you know, 50. Just off the name alone. Just off mm-hmm. the name alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, which he ended up putting us on a tour for, um, for, um, with 50 Cent. We were on a 50 Cent tour. Mm. But the thing was, too, what, what Chris did was he ended up, um, doing a deal through, he didn't come, you know, he, he didn't come and talk to me about it. Um, he just, but he did come and say, yo, y'all gonna do a photo shoot for Echo. Mm-hmm. And, um, take these pictures with Echo is um, non-exclusive or whatever. And um, it's going to come out, you know, down the line. Mm-hmm. So I already had told them, I said, listen, well, I already did a deal with Lot 29. But the thing was, Lot 29 stuff haven't came out yet. Mm-hmm. Right? It came out once. But then it was coming out again because um, I was going to do another deal with them. Okay. So when Echo came out and had the picture of the guys, before their picture can even come out, the Lot 29 thing came. And they wanted to come and they ended up suing the guys for a couple of dollars. I think we had to just pay them the money back. It really wasn't that much, but you know, we ended up paying it back because, you know, but that was just like I'm just a thing of me doing one thing, Chris doing another thing, and we're not talking. Right. Right. So um, so we end up um, moving on from Chris. And that was around what year? <clears throat> if... Probably 04. Okay, so it's further on down the line. Yeah, I want to say like, <clears throat> yeah, like 03, 04, something like that. Okay. So between the years of 2004 and 2008, what kind of transpired in your life um, in order for you to get these certain clubs and, you know, bring people to the clubs and so on and so forth. Cause I know I, I see you mentioned the beach house and I know you had um, also came up with another club. I can't remember the club that was on last. Was it yeah, last game? Um, Encore. Yeah. I owned Encore. Encore. Yeah. So that was, that was in 2008. <clears throat> so in between that time, what were you doing to prepare for those things <coughs> to come in your life? So before the music, I was um throwing parties. Okay. And um, I, I used to bring different acts down to the beach house. And then, Jumping. Um, That's why I met that gentleman over there. So <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> Twenty dollars, sir. <laughs> and we still together. I know that's right. I know that's right. See, see. <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so um, I used to throw like the parties. It used to be Thursday nights. We used to baby. Like, I was in them, Kate. Listen, we're not going to talk about that. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, man. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so we had that. And then um, I had exclusive, like, rights to, like, for hip-hop at the Norva. Okay. Yeah, so I was bringing all the acts to the Norva. And, um, and, um, like, but even going back even more, I had did a party at um, Shadows. At the club called Shadows from back in the day. And um, we had bought... um, we did the first show where it was Pharrell, hosted by Pharrell, Teddy Riley, and Timberland. Mm. I'm talking about, man, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about, we made so much money. The, the place on the whole, like, 250 people. I think they had about 500 in there. Man, we made so much bread, right? And no, and none of them charged us. So y'all kept? None of them bed. charged us. Because mm. Pharrell did it for free. I don't, I don't think we, no, we didn't get Pharrell nothing. I think he said he was going to walk through. And once Timberland and all them knew, it was like, all right, we were going to come through too. You know what I mean? And and I, I think we, like, took off from there. You know what I mean? Um, so um, we ended up bringing them. And then when I ended up getting the exclusive rights to the Nova and all that, somebody said, 
And during this opportunity, I said, uh, when the opportunity not for me to get a club, I hopped on it because I figured I already knew what to do. Right. So, um, you know, and, and then, I, then at that, when I was doing the management for the clips, I ended up starting um, an agency, a, a talent agency. Okay. Which was so provider, um, you know, a talent agency. And um, I started doing, like, a lot of their tours and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I just always had that. So that was just my niche. And were you still in and out of the, the streets at this time? Because <clears throat> I know soon after, that's when everything kind of, like, hit the fan, so I, to speak. I hopped back in, like, oh, five, oh, six. Okay. Back in. Was we, it by choice? No, we actually um we ended up getting going through some labor drama. Okay, with um we was on Arista and Arista um merged with Jive Records, and um Jive um wasn't a a hip hop label, like you know I think they had like Outkast or someone like that, but they had no they had nobody else like you know, as far as mainstream, and um so the guys wanted wanted to get off the label. <clears throat> Cause they ended up they let Pharrell go during the merger, and um the guys was like, man, we trying to get off too, mm. so we was going through litigations with um with Jive. So with nothing with with nothing going on, like no music, any of that, that kind of like made me hop back into it. But I saw money just flying, money mm. was just going down so fast, like 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 my bills alone was probably about. I want to say in the high twenties a month, like twenty thousand, like twenty five thousand a month that I'm just paying for everything. Like, so like I'm talking about, you got to add in like family members' expenses too, like everybody, like right. friends. Just I'm talking about, it was crazy, you know. And um, and when the money's not coming in fast like that, then like how the money is coming in, you know, in the streets, mm-hmm. you know, because. You know, even though it was slow money in far as the rap, when it come and come in like lump sums, right? That you know, it it it's, works out. It's worth it. It's worth it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To just you know move slow and just go slow. But now when nothing's coming in at all, mm. the bills don't stop. Okay. <clears throat> and, and I had I had saw myself I saw myself being broken in about two three years. I said I was gonna be you know I was gonna be broke. That the way of not only my bills being twenty three thousand, but then like what I'm spending at a high rate because I'm still trying to keep that same image. Because right. even though I didn't sell, even though I didn't sell drugs, I still wanted to keep that dope boy persona, that dope boy image. You know, because like <clears throat> the whole mind frame is still like, like um, I can imagine a basketball player. Playing, playing in a um, playing in a game, mm-hmm. and everybody cheering for him. Mm. You know what I mean? That feeling is like is the same feeling of being the man and being in the street and and just like like even though I'm not in the street, right. but to have that feeling like oh shoot man, them niggas got to, you know what I mean? They got to be doing something like look, man, they, they got that paper, they got that bag. Right. You know what I mean? It, it was that feeling at the time, or just like yeah, that big nigga shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? So. So, so so that's what it was. Um, but um I ended up hopping back in and um it, it's kinda how I felt how I, I ended up hopping back in, going into it like I'm gonna go ahead and do a little something so mm. I can so so I can just sustain and tell the music stuff 
Come back, uh, come back right. rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I end up falling deep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I end up falling real deep, you know, and fast. And and it was to the point that I was, um, <clears throat> I started making so much money in the street again that I wasn't thinking about music. Just like the whole, ba- <clears throat> with your basketball career, kind of the same thing. Yeah, because I, like, the honest truth, I didn't want to hear no clips, no pusher, no ugh. I didn't hear none of that. I didn't hear any of that. I wanted, I wanted to go out there and <laughs> I wanted to go out there and work. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. like I wanted, and but that's the same energy that I got right now with even slinging this book. Right. You understand know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you know, like I call myself the kingpin with the ink pen. Mm. I ain't writing no statements. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm selling these books. Pushing these books, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm writing these stories that's like real stories, but I still got to paint that picture. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because because the person write a book and it's just words. Mm-hmm. Like you got to understand, you got to have the words and to put them in the mind of how I told you previously that I used to put myself on the other side as a consumer. Right. I wrote it like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I use all that kind of stuff in everything I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would they want to hear? I got the jazz. I got to jazz it up. Like, it's real life on everything what happened in the book, as I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm writing it to the point that's, like, making you, like, damn. Because I sure was, like, God damn. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even for my daughters. Like, I'm talking about, man, my, like, one of my daughters, she just cracks up. You know what I mean? Because she can't believe all this stuff. She's like, oh, you lying. Like, you got to be lying, nigga. Like, she's like, I be like, girl, shut up. But my other daughter, like, she starts crying. Like, she crying. Oh, and she's, like, man. the biggest crybaby. And she like, you know, she was like, man, she's reading and she couldn't put it down. And and she just got so emotional with the whole thing. Because she know? could remember some of those things that you were actually Yeah, because she was 10. So, so, so she don't remember, but she remember hearing stuff. And she can just imagine everything that she did kind of like see or probably thought. Everything is like, oh, shoot. You know what I mean? It's there, connecting the dots. It's there. My other one, she's so much into the little babies and the dirts. And she bought <laughs> that life in the whole nine. Like, this is nothing to her. You, you know what I mean? She like... My daddy a hero at but, but, the end of the but, day. But, but, but listen, though, it's so crazy. It's so crazy, right? That um, she comes to me and she like, come here, her play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she be like, nigga, <laughs> or, or, or or bro. I be like, yo, I'm not your bro. But she be like, she, she be like, yo, bro, you really did that? <laughs> like, what was you thinking? Like, <laughs> fifteen with a gun, nigga, you tripping? Like, like, you know what I mean? But right. she's that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I got my youngest daughter. You know, she's 16, and mm. she, like, she don't want no parts of this. <laughs> no, she don't, want, she don't want no parts of any of that because she say, Dad, listen to me. She said, you know, because my other two daughters, they promote it on social media, do what they got to do. They scream to their name, whatever. She's that age that she just wants to be a kid. Like, mm. that, you know, like, she in, into the social media stuff and all that. Right. But she said, Dad, you listen to me. I don't want the questions. You know what I'm saying? So she's not putting nowhere near her social media. She, if she posts me, she posts me smiling real quick, and that shit goes zoom on past. I don't even make it, I don't even make it to the front page of her Instagram. I get the story. I get a little bit of the story, and I think she delete that um quick. But she like, yo, pop, I don't want them people to ask me no question because they're gonna be like, yo, what's this? What's that? You know, like, you know, and she don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So I respect her for that. You know what I mean? So, you know, but um, only thing she even read it, but she like, yo, I don't want to do it. But I respect that though. Mm. She was three when I left. You know what I mean. So she like, I don't want their memories and exactly who you are right now. I don't need to know all that other stuff. Right. You know? Damn. So you can elaborate on like 
the initial reaction you had when everything kind of, you know, played its part, so to speak, after you got the club and after, um, like two years after that, that's when pretty much everything kind of went out the door. If that means well, 2010, <clears throat> you had got sentenced. Well, to- well, let me tell you, my um, my frame. Um, you know, cause like I said, I really broke it down in the book, so yes, I'm gonna say yes. so. So I'm gonna not say too much, but okay. but my mind frame before I even got picked up, I, I thought, you know how, like I said, my, my uncle Renee, mm-hmm. you know, I thought my uncle Renee was God, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted to be God, and um, that's what that feeling was. Of how everybody high praise God, mm-hmm. and I thought I was God. I ended up making it to the point that I thought I was Uncle Renee. I thought I was better than Uncle Renee. Like you know, what I mean, like my whole mind frame was, it, like it was to the point that I was always a humble guy. Right. I was humble, and I never brought that part out of me or let nobody see it. But that's just my my. But my mind frame was like when somebody coming up to me saying, "Yo, bro, man, yo, you a good dude. Like, um, should you help me pay my bills?" Like, you the man, you know, the da-da-da, the this and that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. You know, this and that. <clears throat> when he walk away, that feeling was like. Mm, that came back. Yeah. Came you back. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was a thing of I liked it. That, that was my rush. You know what I'm saying? To You know, and, and I got to the point that that I felt, like, invincible. And, um. And 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 when it, so when it all came crashing down, it was like it really humbled me. Like you know, it humbled me to the point that, like like um, prison did me good. Like I'm glad that it happened. Like like I don't know if anybody ever felt that way, but prison was the best thing that could have happened to me in my life. Sat you down. Like, everything that I went through, the whole, like, I went through the ups and downs and all that, when they finally put them cuffs on me, right? When I put when they put the cuffs on me, because I had a lot of stress, because like I told you, my bills and that people depending on me, like, I ain't even wanting to go even do the music no more, but I know that I got to, you know, and 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 it was just so much pressure, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I couldn't sleep, you know what I mean? Mom calling, my wife calling me, it's like, ah! And when they put them cuffs on me, it was like, man, it's over. It's over. That's how I looked at it. That's how I went into it. I went into it like it's all over. You know what I mean? I was going into it like, you know, but the honest truth, I did think I won't get that much time. Okay. Because, okay. because you know, a lot of my, a whole lot of my um stuff was so early on and was right. off my record and all that. And right. I never been in like no, like real, like major trouble or whatever. Right. So I ain't no, like, you know, in my mind, I'm going to get 10 years to come on. But that ten years, I I wanted that to sit me down, like to be like, whew. right, you know what I'm saying, and um, and it just changed, it changed my life, man. It 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 really like made me value the dollar, like like instead of greed, because I had a lot of greed with, you know what I mean. I was greedy, I was so greedy that I know now is like, I don't know, because Sif answers like on one of my trucks, I know for the most part like. One of my trucks make five thousand a week. Mm-hmm. As long as that truck running, I'm gonna make five thousand a week. I don't count that five thousand a week because you know what? My truck can break down. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, damn, if my truck break down, I ain't gonna get that five thousand dollars a week. So I gotta do everything I gotta do to try to keep the truck running, right? Back then, you didn't care about none of that stuff. I didn't care about, you know, like, because I know it's coming in. You know what I mean? I already counted it. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I'd like, okay, this is this what I make? This was coming, this the bill that's coming out. Like, I got everything. I got a payment right here. I got this payment. Like, I'm really on top of it because I don't know when it can stop. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But right. then it didn't matter. So, like, the life that I actually live now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's a, man, I mean, it's, it's peaceful, even though I'm bringing this stuff back up in the whole nine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it it also gives me, for me just writing it, it gives me closure. Mm-hmm. It gives me closure on a whole lot of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? With me writing it and me going to reread it. You know what I mean? Now, is that that same closure you felt when you got in them handcuffs? When I got in them handcuffs. Right, that's the same feeling. The same feeling from when I got in them handcuffs to when I finally finished this book and put it out. If nobody, if nobody bought this book at all, nobody couldn't even buy this book at all. But people know it's out or whatever it is. I just feel like I finally said it. It's like, whew. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, but mm-hmm. which not like everything, everything that's in the book is documented. Mm-hmm. Or somebody can vouch for that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go to the indictment and see this right here and see that right there. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you could go read my indictment and they're gonna say, Oh yeah, he went to Phoenix. You know what I mean? Which where which, which where the connect was and mm. and what the connect told on me and the whole nine because you imagine this guy who had all the cocaine. This is the one who actually snitched on me, who told on me. So if a man is giving you the work, right? He's giving you the drugs, and he go and tell on you, mm. like that's like you could do that, <laughs> <laughs> like foul. <laughs> like, hold on, you don't supposed to do that. Did that where did they write that up at? You know what I'm saying? That right. don't supposed to happen. You right. know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah, man, I got closer when I finished writing that book. You know, mm-hmm. like like like, cause I really like even when it came down to the editor, the editor just did the grammar, but she also said, um, you know, because my wife was saying, hey, you can't um, you don't supposed to say it like that, and I was like, but that's the way I say it. And right. then the editor said, no, we keep it like that because with, with somebody reading it mm-hmm. right, and I use a word that Ti used. <laughs> They could be like, oh, that nigga ain't yeah, right this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't use them words. Right, right. So, I mean, it ain't like on no ghetto stuff. Right. But when you read it, you can say, oh, yeah, no, you know, I wrote that. Right. You know what I mean? But right. when I wrote it, man, I really wrote, I, like, I took my time and, like, a person who know me wouldn't expect for it to be written so well. Right. Right. Absolutely. And you spent a total of how how many? I did eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. And then you came home... 2017. 2017. So soon after, um, what was your emotions like? What was your mental state like? And what did you do to kind of like regain your your progress? What, as being out? As being out, yes. Um, I, I came home... <clears throat> I came home on the... Um, I came home on the wrong energy, mm. right? Um, I came home expecting everybody to understand, right? 
The reason why I'm pausing a little bit because one of my drivers said that they, <laughs> this is funny. I just got to tell you this since we're we talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> one of my drivers is just calling me saying that his fuel card stopped. Mm. So he's like, yo, bro, can you send me some money for some fuel? <laughs> because the fuel card stopped. So I'm saying, explain to y'all. I'm like, oh, shoot, this business right here. I got right. it. <laughs> oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hand me your business. Um, <laughs> so, um, I came home on the wrong, like, like mind frame of thinking that people automatically know my story mm-hmm. or even care about my story. You understand what I'm saying? That you're supposed to understand, you know? And um, and I came home on some, like, not thinking nobody owed me, per se, but to see, because, like... <clears throat> When I was locked up, it was like a whole bunch of like different like rumors of of you know because like when you locked up, you heard you heard the craziest stories. You know what I mean? I heard one time I was on suicide watch. Um, I heard I heard so much like stuff. So I'm like, what are you where are they getting this from? Um, but I, I um, you know when they had stuff of like, oh yeah, man, shoot, that nigga told on all his friends. Like, told all my friends, what friends? I tell them what what friends is in here right now? Why haven't y'all? Why are the people who saying, oh, he told on all his friends instead of the friends saying, hey, he told on me? Like, mm-hmm. that's the way it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You can't just put it out there and say you told on some friends without saying who the friends is. Fact. You know what I'm saying? That right. just don't, it don't, you know what I mean? Right. So when I'm hearing this, I'm like, man, who, who do I tell on? Like, 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 you know, so when I came home and it's like, <clears throat> that's what the, that's the respect that I felt like I had needed from certain people who, who didn't go to prison. A lot of people, because a whole lot of people, well, I don't want to say could have went to prison because I wouldn't have told on them, but but a whole lot of people could have went to prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I kept that away from a lot of people. So I felt that coming home, that that's the gratitude that these people who didn't go to prison needed to show me, like saying, damn, that nigga ain't telling me. Like, shoot, mm-hmm. that nigga this and that. Regardless of what he did, because nobody know what I did. And that's, I mean, if you read the book, you know, you get a general idea, mm-hmm. but people only know, damn, this nigga had 32 years and he coming home. When? Oh, so he told on the world. Mm-hmm. You don't know the situation. You don't know what happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't getting no appeal and got back in court. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, know the story. Y'all just going on what you hear. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. you know, so when you hear that from a street person, they're like, no, that nigga told on somebody, he a rat. I, don't, I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't messing with that. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's like, I'm coming home and I know. Looking at Serbia, I'm like, damn, you know you could have went to prison, right? <laughs> you know you fucked up, yeah, right? you know you fucked up, right? You know what I'm saying? So I felt that them calls should have been coming. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Understood. Instead of going with, see, because I look at it like it's it's two kind of worlds. You got the love and hip-hop world, mm. and then you got the real society. Right. Real society don't care about any of that shit. Like, they don't care nothing about... Because you know why I don't care about none of that shit? Because they're not going to do nothing with a nigga to go to jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're right. like, yo, why, why do I care about something like that for? You know right. what I mean? You don't care about the person who you go on inside the 7-Eleven who might own the 7-Eleven who probably a pedophile or probably mm. rat and told on somebody. You gonna, you're you not going to say, man, put that candy bar down. Like, we ain't messing with him <laughs> when you see him in there. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. this is the real world that we that we're dealing in. They don't, they don't, ain't thinking about that. It's this world over here who... With the guy who still want to go and buy that eight ball, still go buy that four and a half, he can't say he agree with it, regardless of what it is. He can't say, "Oh man, man, listen, 
that's a stand-up dude, man. You, you, man, you know why he did this and and, and da da da? Because mm-hmm. the person who you trying to go get some work from, he would be like, hey, you agree with that Tony Gonzalez shit? <laughs> oh no, you can't get this work. <laughs> I ain't getting you this pack. <laughs> How am I gonna give you this pack and right. you agree with that shit? Right. And he, they don't even know what it is. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I say that. Right. So when I came home, I just felt like I was gonna get them calls on, like, yo, man, thank you, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And them calls didn't come, but it's the whole thing when I realized. I realize to this day, I'm glad it didn't come because you know why? Them, them people that I don't need to be around. Only be around them people. Then my wife say, why you care about them, them dudes over there? Where You want to, hold on, you just did all this time, didn't tell on them, but you wanting to go get an explanation of why I don't mess with you because you ain't telling them and the whole, why do you want to go, you know what I'm saying? Nah. Right. So I'm at peace with that. And this book right here made a lot of that right there too, you know, but. Mm. And and then now we are here, and you're talking about this book in the flesh, which is really really amazing. And, and also, um, so would you do it all over again? What sell drugs? No, <laughs> heck no, heck hell no, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> you say hell no? No, no. Nowhere near it. Not even from the beginning or just in overall? Nowhere near it. Okay. Understood. <laughs> Scared to death. Man, I'm not going back in there. You ain't making them calls. Are you all right? Mm-mm, you ain't even mm-mm. doing that. You like... <laughs> and and the, the crazy thing is that's like, even with me being home, um, when I first started um, my trucking company, mm-hmm. it was guys, it was people who came to me and say, oh, yo, man. You know they saying that you um you out there hustling again. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, I'm like, man, that's a stupid. Why would you even entertain that? Like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, like that don't even make no sense. Like, like to even for me, like mm-hmm. me, as as big as my case was, for me to go out there and actually tell somebody that I got some dope or I want to buy some dope would be like, come on, man, my mama, my wife, man, everybody. They, like, like that don't even make no sense to even yeah. even put my family through that again. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I never, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm scared. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I don't know parts. I don't know parts of the streets. And is there anything that you would change about it outside of going to jail? And you know that the the obvious. Is there anything that you would change about the aspect of your life when it comes to street life and the entertainment life. One thing I will change is um, I did a lot of family business, right? I would have stopped that a long time ago. Like even with with my little, you know, with my, with my younger cousins who actually went down with me, um, I wouldn't know. See, because I call myself with my cousins and them, I call myself doing what my mother did for me. Right? And that probably could have helped them. But I gave them no choice in the matter. And when I came to them, of course they're going to rather take dealing with me than being out there on the street. So I was like, you know, y'all come out here and do it the right way. Instead of trying to struggle and all that. 
I mean, I, I wish I would have let them go and figure it out. But now you got to ask yourself, would they would have had um, something worse could have happened to them, right? But at the same time, I should have. See, I didn't know what the other end was either. So, so, so I couldn't, so I couldn't preach to them. Hey, man, you're supposed to do this, and you're supposed to do that because I'm out here doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like, am I trying to hear that? You know, but I just wish I would have did it differently for them, so they wouldn't have been wrapped up in this. But one thing I can say, even them, they are better men today. Mm. So it probably took that for them to get to where we are too, as a family, because our family was was like all. You know, everybody sold drugs. Everybody was in the game. So now when this happened to me and my cousins and all us, now it's like we broke the family curse in, in the drug building. You know what I mean? And then you might got somebody, not nobody that's close. You know what I'm saying? But we don't got no drug dealers in our family, like in our immediate family and all. Nobody sell no drugs. You know what I mean? You might got a scandal too, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but, but... But ain't nobody selling no drugs. Like, right. Right, selling some drugs. But I don't even tell... Like, I don't go to them and be like, hey, like my nephews and all them, I don't go to them and be like, hey, um, you don't need to be doing... Like, they already know what I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm still like, yo, y'all got to learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can tell you my story. Mm-hmm. Here, look at this book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I basically tell them my story. I don't tell them what y'all about not do this. Because as a young person who who already got their mind made up on certain stuff, mm-hmm. they're not going to even listen to you. They ain't not even want to come around me. But I preach um, with that positive energy. Like, yo, man, listen, this what happened to me. And it can happen to you now, mm-hmm. but this is what happened to me. So this is what I preach. Me, 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 me. But, you know, you know, it's just fortunate that, like, all my nephews, nieces, and all them, like, as far as it goes, is, is, is loving hip-hop or, you know, Instagram <laughs> and all that. But they not, ain't nobody selling no drugs. Ain't nobody selling no drugs in our family. Nah, you know what I mean? So I say that to say prison helped our whole family. Mm-hmm. Helped our whole family out to go in the right direction and to start businesses. Like we all into the trucking game and 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 some more stuff. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing well with what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody got no drugs in the, you know, in the category. Right, right, right. So it really, it it, it really paying it out good. Really paying out good for our family. That's amazing. And we we gonna we gonna come to a close here shortly. And on that note, because. That's a positive note. As long as you learn from your mistakes and you know what you would change and what you would do different and what you are doing different, such as your um, your businesses and your book, is is what we're we're looking for in the long run. But I do have one final, well, not one final, but as far as the topic goes, did you ever go back and get that two fifty from your grandma's? That's in part two. Y'all heard it? Y'all heard it? Listen. <clears throat> We're going to have to do it. Woo, my, my throat. <clears throat> All right. Two fit. Ooh, I can hold. Listen. You, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, my daughter called me and asked that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she called me. She said, Dad, what happened to that 250? <laughs> I said, girl, I said, with part two. She was like, the first thing she said, because she's trying to swear that. <laughs> listen, because that's old money. If you, you understand me. That's that's some old we ain't gonna get into that, but yeah. Um, so leave us with something, um, that positive and and something that you would tell your younger self. What would you tell your younger self 
now. So I would tell my younger self, like, like, um, like, is a message right that um that I saw. I saw Instagram actually, and it was Jay Cole's talking to this younger reporter, um, this little girl who's starting to do like little interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they was talking about you know people trying, right? They was like before they get to like the tenth time, right? They always stop, and it could have been the eleventh time mm. that it could have happened, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I'm that person that. You know, you can't tell me no. And I'm going to keep trying whatever it is from the trucking company, from writing the book, whatever it is. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to keep on trying. I'm going to keep on trying. Right? But I was like that when I was little. Right? So, as far as me going and telling a younger me what I should have did different and all that, it was like me me being a product of my environment, it was nothing that I could have did different. Like, because I was born into it. Like, my uncles and all of them was like, that's what they was doing. Like, I didn't have no, like, I had a choice to say, all right, no, but then it's like, what I'm gonna, even the people around me, everybody doing it, it's like, what like what I supposed to go do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now, I didn't, I didn't, like I say, I didn't have that person to say, you can go work, you can go do this, you can go do that. You know what I mean? It wasn't nobody around, even though my stepfather was doing it, but that wasn't intriguing to me. So I couldn't really say I would have did something differently or to or to tell myself, yo, you should have did this, you should have did that, I wouldn't have did that. You know? But um but I will say this, for people who like is stuck in certain situations, if you want a better environment, you have to make a change because your environment, you're gonna become like the person who you seeing next to you. Like, it was something else to her, like, look at your friends. However your friends are, that's how you're going to become too. Like, it, it, I mean, it's, you, like, you can, like, hang with these people like this and still be doing that, but you understand this. Why aren't the friends doing the same thing you're doing then? Like, like it's just, you know, so, so more so like, just watch a company, man, and just, you know, if you can get away and change your environment, I always say, do that. All right. Y'all heard it here first. And we are at the wind down moment and we have a final question and you can give your shout outs, your social media and where they can find your book and give them the title and all that information. So the final question is what bothers you about the industry and what will be your solution to fixing? it? Uh, what bothers the only thing what bothers me about the industry <clears throat> is that you have guys, and I'm talking about. Are you saying industry as a whole, or as like, whole. Or, or like rap music, like as a whole? Um, like two things with with, with social media is like people are like lazy when mm-hmm. it comes to like um. The whole thing I was saying, how like you had that groundwork and all that. Not saying you need to go back to that groundwork, but imagine still doing the groundwork and still having your social media. You'll be even more, more, more powerful. You'll reach like, like you know what I mean? Because you got to understand, even when it comes to being the president of the United States, they still have to go out there and shake hands and kiss babies because you want to be able to be 
touch. Like to because when when a person actually sees you and you can shake their hand and mm-hmm. and, and and all that, that's like personal. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like, 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 like saying, "Damn, he spent his time and came all the way down here mm-hmm. to even do this." Like, you know what I mean? And and so, so people don't do that no more. They just straight. Oh, all these people follow me. I'm, I'm just gonna do that. And then when I see him, I do a meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, they ain't doing that. They ain't doing the promo tours and stuff no more. They're above and beyond. Yeah, they ain't mm-hmm. doing that because they're lazy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But the worst thing is that when it comes to like these rappers and stuff. They are trying to live their music. Mm. Like, like, <laughs> I I don't get it. Like, like, I understand what y'all want to to portray. And you don't want to get caught not portraying it. <laughs> but it's like, 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 you don't got to do it no more. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be now, see, but 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 now I do understand this. These guys, some of these guys come into it with beef already on the street. Absolutely. So now you got to protect yourself and all this. But now you know what I say to that. You need to get protection still to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't need to be riding with the gun and and mm-hmm. and 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 getting um taking pounds and pounds of weed from one place to another to get to your friends or whatever it's gonna be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's just stuff like that. Like you don't need to be doing certain stuff when you made it. You made it right. because. If you got to do that stuff, you're living like you didn't make it. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, them other things that's like, you know, they really making it the streets. Like, I just, I, like, I thought that Dan was saying that, man, the music, the, the industry is just like the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But these people is still doing it like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it just got to change. Got Times to change. 10 now. Like, they, yeah. they, they on another level. But go ahead and give your shout outs and your social media and... Your final words with your book, 380, 300, I'm, wow, I say 384, 384 months, months, the, the sacrificial, sacrificial lamb. lamb. Yep. Um, my IG is Tony G757. I don't got my head on to just show that right now, but. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, talk to this camera oh, right here. Yeah. That's oh, right. right, right, right. Yeah, we, yeah. They like do that. We like. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, hey it is right here. Um the website is 384sacrificiallamb.com. The um IG is Tony G757 and 384 months is the other Instagram. All right. Well, and you can get it on Amazon right now. Um Yes. You can go to Amazon. You can punch in my name, Anthony Jeezy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't like Jeezy, but you know, punch it in because that's what comes up. <laughs> and um, and you can get it. But it's a real good read. It's it a is. it's a real good read. I really like took my time and um, you know, it's just is this is this um, what is the word? Um, refreshing. It's a stigma, stigma. on the okay. book that that people think that um. Then I'm probably like um, airing people out there, like you know, but um, you know, just like I say up here, I'm speaking my truth. The book isn't about nobody else, but but me and what I went through, you know, through my eyes. Um, and and it's a, you know, like I say, it gave me a lot of closure when I, as soon as I finished. Um, we appreciate that. 
And uh, make sure you guys follow me, Miss Hollywood, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Make sure you guys follow the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. And if you would like to perform on Welcome to the Limelight, make sure you hit me up. If there's anything else you would like to leave us, you can leave it now. If not, we're going to say peace up, A-Town down. Kingpin with the ink pen. Uh, Part two coming soon, bitches. Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood, To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.